tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood. We're here doing Season 6, Episode 4, Popery of Freaks. What I mean, I feel like this Braver Man family, there's a there, there's a bunch of eclectic people, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them freaks. No. No. But, yes. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini, and joining me, I have... Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Knezovich. Hi, I'm April Wissenhant. Okay. What did you think of this episode? It was lighter than last week's. I wasn't wasn't so, like, you know, gritting my teeth the entire time about to cry. But it was, you know, still so good. It was more like I needed a semi, like, lighter episode, Mm -hmm. but still, like, a lot of things really happening in it. Right. I did get teary-eyed a little bit, but I feel like that's normal. I mean, every episode, I always get teary-eyed. Every episode. And I feel like every episode of this particular season so far, there's at least one or maybe two moments where it gets really serious and then really real and emotional. And then, yes, we have to grab the the tissue box next to us. But (laughs) I love this episode. It was Mm -hmm. really good. Let's just start off with Ruby's story. Ruby and Hank and Sarah, all of them. So, Hank and Sarah, they oversleep. Yeah. <laughs> Already a great start to their day. And then Hank still not being too honest about the mm-hmm. whole situation with Sandy mm-hmm. and Sandy telling Hank from last episode they don't want Sarah around when Ruby's around. What did mm-hmm. we think of Sandy in this particular episode? I thought she was fairly understandable with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I feel like... Hank probably gave her the wrong impression of who Sarah was and not, uh, he wasn't so, oh, Sarah's my girlfriend. She's really heavily involved in my life. It wasn't like that. I think he kind of played it up that she was just dating, they were dating, and um, Sandy was very understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely surprised by how she just kind of was like, okay, once he finally, you know, said, we're serious, she's a huge part of my life. I mean, I guess what can she do at that point? She can't say, absolutely not, you're, you know, you're not going to see your daughter if she's there because, I mean, ultimately it is his life. Um, I'm surprised for sure that she gave in that easily after she was so gung-ho about it last week. Yeah. About uh, Ruby not being around Sarah. I think it's just because she didn't know how involved Sarah was, though. Right. Very true. And, I mean... I don't know. I really, I don't know why Hank wasn't very like upfront with her about yeah. how serious they were because I feel like to everyone else he is and she's very upfront about it as well. Um, maybe it was just he didn't want to kind of like throw it on him as soon as they moved there or something. I don't know. I haven't thought about that until this episode tonight. Yeah. But I think that goes with Hank's character as a person. We know he's not 
the the most talkative person. He's very reserved in mm-hmm. that way, and he he has a hard time confronting issues or when it comes to serious things like this. And we even saw it last see the previous seasons with him that he has a hard time facing people. Mm-hmm. And then I, but I felt like this was a big episode for his character growth when actually confronting Sandy and saying, put literally laying it down, and be like, no, we are serious. If we're we're gonna have a relationship. You know, Ruby with Ruby, mm-hmm. Sarah's going to be there, and you have to accept that. Right. I really did like that conversation that they had in the coffee shop or bre- breakfast. Yeah, that restaurant. Yeah. They Diner. Were. Um, but I was thinking, if he wasn't going to talk to Sandy about it, and he wasn't able to discuss everything truthfully and honestly, mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out a way that he could get his point across to Sandy, because he has, he's even said... Whenever I talk to Sandy, she always talks more than me, or, you know, I can never really talk to her fully about everything. And I was thinking maybe, you know, he could write things down or so that he remembers these bullet points that he needs to discuss with Sandy mm-hmm. or send her an email explaining how Sarah, how much Sarah is involved in mm-hmm. his life. I'm glad that Hank didn't send an email for that because even sending an email or a text or anything is, there's such a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not as meaningful if you say it. Like, in person, from face-to-face. Right, right. I just wasn't sure if he was able to say it face-to-face. And I'm glad that he did, but had he not been able to, I wonder what the next alternative would have been. Yeah. I'm surprised just that he, like I said, said anything, period, because I thought it was going to, they were kind of going to take it in a way that that was, he just wasn't going to let Sarah be around, and that was going to be a source of... Uh, tension between the two of them. And then, you know, with Mr. Steer coming back That's whenever right. he comes yeah. back. But obviously, Hank proved me wrong, and I'm proud be, of him for sure. Yeah, that won't be a f- be for a while till yeah. Mr. Steer stirs things up a bit. Yeah. But I really did enjoy Sandy in this episode. Yeah. Because she is, yes, we see from the past episode, she's just being the mother who's trying to do what's right for her daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's not doing it in a mean, aggressive way. Mm-hmm. She's doing it in the very parental I, this is the, what's best for my daughter. And, like, the fact that she does, she is understanding with Hank, and they are grown adults, and she's handing it, and she's she's not coming out of bitterness mm-hmm. or jealousy. She's coming from the literally understanding of the situation. It's like, hey, I thought this would be great if we keep Sarah out of the picture, but maybe it's better mm-hmm. if she is in. Yeah, well, I thought, you know, where I used, where I thought Sandy would be the problem. Now I'm like, I think it's going to be little Ruby that's going to be the problem between them yeah. more so than Sandy is. Because even with the little comment that oh she gosh. made, which I know teenagers are teenagers, <laughs> whatever, but is that Forever 21? I'm like, I love Forever 21. I love Forever 21. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, that was a very funny uh, comment. I, th- I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of young people our age would understand that. Mm-hmm. And even, what did you think of Sarah's response? No, it's something 40. <laughs> I thought I thought it was good. At least she wasn't like, oh, what? You know, she, it's natural to like to get offended because obviously Ruby meant it in a bad way. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. thought she handled it exactly how like the girlfriend of a dad should handle it. She made a joke right back and just played it off. So She's yeah. really good with Ruby, with handling Ruby. Uh, last episode when Ruby was in the, when they were in the drugstore and she was looking at the nail polish mm-hmm. and oh what color should I get she's like oh red is for old people you know I, I think that she's I think Sarah's really good at handling teenagers mm-hmm. well if you think about it Sarah has had a teenage daughter herself yeah. I mean right. if you go back to the premiere episode of 
Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Even Amber is telling Sarah when she's going out on her date, yeah, that purse doesn't suit well with your outfit. Right. So it's like she knows how to handle daughters mm-hmm. in that way or mm-hmm. girls of that age. Mm-hmm. And if they have a snarky comment, it's just like whatever, they're teenagers. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, th- what do we think is going to happen in your, now that everyone's kind of on the same understanding playing field? Is there going to be any more drama? Is something else going to happen to stir things up other than Mark coming back? Right. I just don't think it's going to be smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. For some reason, something about this situation, I just feel like the pot is boiling at this point. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I honestly don't really have like an idea of what I think it could be, but I just feel like it's not going to be smooth. I don't know. Though. Yeah. I think there's going to be some complications and some rough patches with. Ruby and Hank probably doesn't know how to be the greatest father, perhaps. And the fact that Mr. Sierra is coming back, I mm-hmm. just think, I think Sarah might start leaning towards Mr. Sierra and uh, keeping Hank at an arm's distance. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. We'll keep we'll that to Yeah. <laughs> All right, but something uh, talking about. Pot boilings. Oh my goodness. Oliver Rome still oh being a problematic musician. <laughs> He's such a nut. <laughs> He's all right. I mean, I don't know a lot of musicians. I'm not in that field. Right. But is it crazy to have such a musician like this to go breaching contract mm-hmm. and not going on a tour, not getting paid, not doing his job? And then the fact that Crosby has to go chase him down. Mm-hmm. What did we think of that whole Zen place, palace, wherever they were for meditation? Just as nutty as he is. I mean, so strange. And it's so Oliver Rome, though, that he would be at a place like that and just like, oh, hey, Crosby. Like, nothing's, like, nothing's happened. Chill. Like, he didn't just leave his <laughs> tour that he was yeah. supposed to be on. It's so... You know, I feel I just feel so bad for Crosby and for Adam because they've worked so hard, and he's just Oliver Rome was such a temperamental musician. And I guess it kind of it goes back to like the um, artists of like the seventies and the eighties. I feel like that's when you used to hear of that kind of stuff happening. But I'm like, you can't do that today. This is like your life, and he just seems to not really care. And the thing is, like Oliver Rome, like you said, doesn't care, but he doesn't really understand the whole. Grabbed uh, like the the whole situation, mm-hmm. like how serious this mm-hmm. is, breaching contract, and you could get sued for not making you're doing your job and not selling the records and going on tour. Mm-hmm. Like you're paid to do this, and you're not making that money. Right. It's a, he's coming from a very selfish place, and mm-hmm. the fact that he already signed yeah. with uh, Submoto. Submoto. Where now, the, I feel like that came out of nowhere. Just all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that goes against, like, apparently they didn't sign a individual contract with right. Oliver. Right. They just signed with the band in general. And there's no saying that he can't sign with someone else but if he feels that, like though. But I don't so get is that he either. still going to have to be a part of Ashes of Rome because he signed that contract, but he's going to have his own solo thing at the same time? I don't know, because it sounds like Crosby's thinking that he's done with the luncheonette. Right. He's moving on to Submoto, and he's lost the... What, what, what Ashes of... Ashes, Ashes of Rome. Rome. He's, he's mm-hmm. lost that whole thing. Or it's like he wants to go another creative route. Right. Yeah. But that's still bridging his own personal contract. Right. Yeah. Being part of Ashes of Rome. Because he's, yeah. he's technically part of the group, and the group is signed, but mm-hmm. he personally... I don't know. This doesn't yeah. work. It's confusing. Yeah. But... Either way, it's not looking good for their business. No. Because that's what helped 
Make Luncheonette. That's one of their first successful recording albums that was fully recorded there and actually on a tour. So mm-hmm. things are getting a bit cray. But I, I love when Crosby actually goes there and he's just causing a ruckus. Oh, yeah. And literally they can't speak. They're on a three-day silence <laughs> pact, whatever they call it. That was so funny and so like Crosby to really cause any commotion in a place that he shouldn't be. Uh huh. He's not afraid to say whatever he thinks in that kind of situation. And he was, you know, trying to be respectful at first. And they said, you have to be a member. He's like, okay, sign me up. That's, I like how he's just like, I'm going to do whatever I can to see this guy and get my point across. And then when it doesn't work because he's being a looney tune, then he <laughs> lets his real feelings come out. And I just, I loved how he, when he like, he's like hitting hey, all the pots in and he moved the pots around because they were whatever. I don't even know what it was, but it's like, yeah, Crosby. yeah, I got you. You can shush all day later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. It's so true that whenever, like, I feel like I remember being in elementary school and everyone's like, shh, shh. And it's like, you're, you're making you're more noise. Making it louder. Yeah. You're making it louder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminded me of the scene where uh, Crosby and they were having the family dinner at that restaurant and they were having problems with Jasmine breastfeeding, and oh, Crosby yeah. made a big situation bigger than yeah. it should have been. Yeah, so that's that's very much Crosby's character. He's very good at that. Yeah, very good at yeah. making scenes. But it's bigger. for the good intentions. Yeah, he doesn't handle the situations properly, and right. I think that's that's where he still needs to grow as a, an adult. Mm-hmm. But, and even so, going back to Jasmine, we do see Jasmine and little Aida. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. So, beautiful. so pretty. She's stunning. What a cute And baby. talk about uh, Jabbar. Hey, Jabbar. He's so tall oh, now. And all these kids, they're growing up right I in front know. of our faces. I know. So precious. Oh, goodness. Well, but we, we start off with um, actually Jabbar jumping on... Crosby, and we saw from last week, he had that motorcycle crash, and mm-hmm. he's still bruised. That looks serious. Yeah, yeah. it does. And I, I knew Jasmine was going to freak out and not want him to ride his motorcycle, but, I mean, it's Crosby. It's his motorcycle. That's what he does. And a and little accident's definitely not going to stop him. Well, a little accident little. to be continued. But <laughs> What yeah. was up with that? Uh, he came back in the minivan, and then he went off in his, on his motorcycle. What was that about? Yeah, and I think that's also it, because Jasmine telling Crosby... No, you have to drive the minivan. I think that was just another situation. It's like, no, you got to grow up. Mm-hmm. You, you got to be serious. Mm-hmm. And I feel like minivans is one of the most humbling vehicles you can drive. Yeah. And one of that, like, really grounds him as a mm-hmm. human being. It's like, this is a serious situation. You got to take it. Mm-hmm. And then him doing that, not getting the result that he wanted with Oliver. Oh. I think it was his way of regressing back to, yeah, I tried being an adult and I tried to go about the situation, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to be me on right. my motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. Which I feel like he needs to do. I mean, yeah. I get the I like there, of course, are certain situations where just like you said, he does need to grow up and maybe be a little more mature, but you know, that's, it's Crosby's thing. It's, I feel like he, he's got to keep it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's, that's just his character. Mm-hmm. So, alright, anything else on that other than Oliver still being Oliver, causing problem. Yeah, I'm just nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous about what it's going to do for them. And yeah. uh, of course, can we have we has there ever been an episode where Adam and Crosby aren't fighting about something? They're brothers. Yeah. They're and brothers. it's and it's always like a friendly fight and a funny fight, but I feel like they're always like it's either they're having like a really loving moment or they're arguing about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's, well the, this was more so for business. Right. right. So this was 
more than just a sibling mm-hmm. petty fight. This was illegit business yeah. that they're running. So I, I can understand that. Yeah. But speaking of Adam, Adam, Christina, and their charter school, we have this new girl, Dylan. Yeah. What do we think of Dylan? She has ADHD, and she says she has behavioral problems as well. But the thing is, she's aware of it, but she's... But having the awareness that you have these things mm-hmm. still shouldn't let you get away with it. No, right. not at all. And I think even Max, you know, he doesn't even try to get away with stuff. I mean, his, like, bluntness is one thing. But, you know, you have seen him apologize whenever he feels like he actually really needs to. It might be a little tough for him to get there. But um, it's also, I mean, this chick, I don't know. She's a little troublemaker as little Dylan. Dylan Jones. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Jones. Jones. Kelly, what do you think of her? I don't know how I feel about her. I think she, the conversation between Christina and in the office right. when she was saying, you know, I'm calling him Asperger's because that's what he has. We shouldn't, it's not a derogatory term. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, I, yes, we know Max does it, but that still shouldn't allow her it shouldn't yeah. allow her to... I mean, there's professional tact in that area. Right. But, I mean, and it's really hard. This is where it crosses the line because they are special needs mm-hmm. type of people. So, and, and and I'm glad that Christina was the one to address that in a mm-hmm. very, very professional way. She knows what that's like. And to have decorum among kids. And then also she just doesn't want Max to be bullied right. again. She just seems... Dylan seems very strong in her opinion. And she thinks that she's she can call people, call Max Asperger's and call him a freak and stuff like that. And I just don't know if Christina or anyone really is going to get through to her mm-hmm. to explain, no, we don't call people that. Honestly, I go a little back and forth on this. And y'all may think I'm kind of crazy for it, but uh, there's one, there's the part of me that's like, obviously, that's so rude. Absolutely, 100%. She should not be doing it. But then there's the other part of me that thinks it's kind of semi-agrees with her. Like, people, you know, it's making it more serious by you being like, no, this is awful. Like, don't do it. And so it's, I kind of semi-understand, but just because I kind of understand doesn't make it even slightly Right, what she's doing, especially like the freak comment. That's just not yeah. okay. Yeah. Potpourri of freaks. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're, hence the title of this yeah. episode. I mean, the whole place is just full of freaks, <laughs> which I don't think that's the best term, obviously. Yeah. But that's how Dylan sees them, mm-hmm. and it just—I mean—and that's what makes her different from Max because we know Max has Asperger's. He doesn't have the awareness that he does that. Mm-hmm. I mean. Christine and Adam keeps telling him that you do so and so and so, but you have right. to keep working at it. Mm-hmm. And but the thing with Dylan, she's aware, mm-hmm. and that's why I have the problem with her because of her awareness that right. she, as a person, she just doing it somewhat out of meanness and mm-hmm. someone probably trying to get attention as well. Right? Do we think she's a good fit with Max? Because Max seems like she he actually likes her, kind of. Uh, I mean, obviously, the part of her, like, I, I do, I completely agree. I do think she's doing some of the things she's doing on purpose. Um, and because she's like, oh, this guy's just going to sit here and kind of stare at me and look at me. But I think Max, Max kind of needs a little bit of, like, abruptness at the same time because everyone walks on eggshells around him all mm-hmm. the time. Um, or they handle him just so delicately, like, come on, buddy. Yeah. And so I feel like a little, like a person who's a little kind of in your face could be good for him. But at the same time, 
I just smell heartbreak a Bruin. Oh, so, so I don't know. So much heartbreak there. I feel like she's very strong and very independent. And I think that's, and, and confident as well. And I think that that's what Max likes about her. Because mm-hmm. she is like, unlike anyone that we've seen in any of the episodes, really. And he's never experienced anyone like her. And just like how you said about um, everyone walks on eggshells around mm-hmm. him. It's true. Everyone does. And I think that he likes how different she is. But I don't know if if... If it's going to last. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a new feeling for Max because he's even talking to Adam as a parent, as a dad. I love this conversation. It's like, what do you do when you like a girl? And now we can really see Max is growing up Mm -hmm. and he's starting to have feelings for the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, I said it to y'all whenever we were watching... Adam has always wanted that from Max. Mm-hmm. I remember, I don't know if it was last season or the one before where he was, uh, he like broke down to Christina because he's like, I don't know if Max is ever going to feel that way. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's ever actually going to feel something. And now he's feeling it. And you could just tell he was just like proud and happy as a dad. So that was, I love that moment between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. And there's hope for Max. Mm-hmm. Not all is lost. And, and I think Max is pretty unhappy. I think he's been unhappy these last four episodes because he hates the school and he doesn't want to go. And mm-hmm. then he sees this girl and I think now he might actually enjoy going to school and want to go to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like Adam's so proud that he built a place for people like Max and Max himself so that they can be real people and have these real situations and be fall in love with people Mm -hmm. and like he's going through all the motions what a teenager should Mm -hmm. like a normal person Mm-hmm. That's good. It's I good love to it. See. He wants to cut his hair. He did it on a shower and then like he finally is like, Dad, I need to borrow your deodorant. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, okay. So he's, he's up. growing up a little more. Yeah. That reminds me of the episode where Max was has the BO yes. and they're telling him yeah. to take showers the another growing growing pain. He's like, yep. I take showers on Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a lot of gap yeah. right there. <laughs> you gotta take showers every day. Yeah. Uh, puberty is is <laughs> it's a fun thing. It's rough, <laughs> but um, I think Dylan is definitely will be an interesting love interest for for Max. With how many Let's... episodes we have left, I'm anxious to see if they're actually going to take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to though. They just started out, you know, with this with this episode. He mm-hmm. likes her, so they have to take it somewhere. But I wonder how far it's going to go. I don't know. Yeah. She's a cute girl. She, she reminds me physically. She looks like a young Jared Leto. She oh my does. god, female. <laughs> it's the eyes, it's the like eyes, piercing. Eye. Oh dang! I didn't even think about she that. Does. I didn't either. Wow, good connection. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is Jared Leto as a young girl. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, with that said, moving yeah. on. Uh, Zeke, we see Zeke oh. post up. He finally gets released from the hospital, goes back home. He's having a hard time adjusting to his, what, I don't even know what you call it, his recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And he's being somewhat lazy, Mm -hmm. having his grandchildren getting him tea. But I love Millie in this situation. It's like, no, you got to go do it yourself. When Jabbar was getting timed and he was, Jabbar was so into it, getting him his iced tea. And then Millie stops and says, nope. If you want the iced tea, you can get it. Mm-hmm. What do we so th- good. Yeah, what do we think of Zeke in this situation? Did you expect him to be like this after his surgery? Absolutely. I did too. I think that Zeke is very stubborn. And I think Zeke is the type of person who really likes being in control of things. And when mm-hmm. he is not able to be in control of things and he has other people tell him, hey, you have to 
go out for a walk and you have to, you know, you're going to sleep here tonight and, you know, stay on the couch. Oh, no, you need to walk around the couch. I mm-hmm. think he doesn't like that. He doesn't like being told what to do. And so I think he gets really defensive when things like that happen, even if it's his wife, Millie, or any of his kids, right? Julia yeah. or anything. I think he... Um I feel like Millie expected him to be stronger or kind of like get up a little faster than he did because she only sees him as being strong. But that's yeah. part of the reason why I think he's afraid of it is because he knows what it's going to be like when he does stand up and he is weak. And so I think he is ju- has just been afraid to show just how weak he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but therefore it's only going to make him weaker. Um, but it's just so sad seeing him just sit on the couch and, but I'm also kind of like, like, I'm like, it's kind of like his dream, right? The kitchen's here, the bed's here. Whenever she was in Italy, that's what he did the whole time. He loved that. He loved being by himself and being lazy. Mm -hmm. But But this is a whole different situation why he's being lazy. Yeah, he can't, he really can't do anything because he's in pain and he's weak when he gets up and so he's just kind of stuck there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the the little bell that Millie, Ooh. <laughs> Millie gave her. I, I knew that, that was, was going to be like, bad. Yeah. No, no. Mm-hmm. And he throws it across the room. But what do we think of Millie and her concern for Zeke? I think she's pretty spot on, especially mm-hmm. being married for so long and you you see your husband in a certain way. And then to have a drastic change, mm-hmm. it would be scary. Yeah. I Well, I feel like I always hear that a lot of um, relationships don't last after something like that, not because of you know, the person like passing away or something, but because it just totally changes them. Changes and to have, I mean, obviously she loves him. He's her husband. She's going to be there for him forever. But to have like him, her really think that this could be a possibility that he is completely different from now on. That's scary for her. And of course she's going to be really concerned. And I love that she went to Adam to it because of course he's that voice of reason and always yeah. knows what to say. But yeah, her concern is spot on, I think. Mm-hmm. What do we think of when Julia went to talk to Zeke? And they had a nice father-daughter mm-hmm. bonding moment. And Zeke, being really serious, it's like, you're one of the best moms mm-hmm. ever. You know, you know, they're catching up what's going on in your life. And I thought this was so sweet. It definitely was. But I, I, this has almost nothing to do with it. But I couldn't stop thinking about how earlier in the episode, whenever... Uh, Sydney apologized to the girl and then walked away and Julia was like, Sydney, no. And then just kind of like gave up. I'm like, you, you, you did the same thing with your dad. He's like, no, just come sit. I can't. She's like, all right. And just like gave up too easily. Um, mm-hmm. but I also, I mean, I definitely, of course, I loved the moment between them. I think they have a very special relationship. Um, just the way that they interact with each other and speak to one another. Um, but, and to hear him say that she's one of the best moms I know was, huge for her. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he knows something. I think there's something up because he got super emotional when, when he asked her to put her head right here and she mm-hmm. did. And she yep. was, you know, she was like, oh, this is sweet. But he was really, he was really taking it to heart. Something's, Something's up. I thought, it, I thought it hurt him. I thought oh, really? <laughs> but oh. What no, y'all are saying makes more a, sense. Yeah, I think it's more like, oh my gosh, I need to cherish this moment. I'm not going to yeah. yeah, be more here for physical. a while or something. I don't uh, know. Yeah, no, I have predictions about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how Christina was the one mm-hmm. who really snapped Zeke out of this. Out of all the people, especially Christina, and I love how they picked her, mm-hmm. because she did go through cancer. Mm-hmm. She know what it's like to deal with this 
big battle and have people dote on her afterwards. And、mm-hmm. it's really you have to fight for yourself. Yeah, you can't let other people fight for you. You have to do it yourself. You have to want to do it for yourself.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was strong, strong with him, and kind of like how you were saying about Max earlier.、Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone walks on eggshells around him, and everyone does that with Zeke too. You know, are you okay? Do you need anything? Or,、um, but Christina's very nope. Let's get up. Let's do this. Like, you got to fight for it. I'm not、mm-hmm. going to feel sorry for you.、Yeah. You're not getting any pity from me. And、exactly. he listened to her.、Mm-hmm. Yep, that was great. I was I was kind of surprised that he did, only because at first I thought like he's just going to be like, okay, I know what you're trying to do, yada yada yada. But she, you know, obviously what she was saying, it really spoke to him.、And、I think it's because she went through something very similar with cancer,、mm-hmm. and she was able to recover and get back up. And、mm-hmm. yeah, so she has a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love how Christina actually really just clear, clear cut. I was like, I know you're scared,、mm-hmm. but you still got to face it and do it.、Mm-hmm. And ugh, that yeah, that walk and them and even Millie, Millie.、Oh. all happy is like, yes,、yeah. finally. I mean, if my husband's not going to listen to me, listen to someone else.、Mm-hmm. At least. Christina was that voice. That、yeah. was a big walk too. I was, was thinking they were just going to go around the couch, and then when they start walking out the door, I'm like, they're going for yeah, it. Yeah, all right. Good. So sweet.、Yeah. So because they had a fairly long walk, do we think Zeke is going to make a full recovery? Oh God, I can't <laughs> even. I don't know.、Um, you know, no, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> I think he's heading in the right direction. Yeah, he's on the up and up. Yeah, I think it's I think as of right now. Christina's as a good voice of reason, and I think I think it's looking good. Yeah, I think so too. Hoping, I hope so. <laughs> Still goes back to my prediction. Yeah, but you did mention、uh, Julia and Sydney's situation.、Mm. Okay, so Sydney, we're trying to like her.、Mm-hmm. She she's trying to apologize to the girl that she dismissed at lunch and、mm-hmm. so called bullied. And what do we think of Joel and Julia in this situation as parents? Do you think they said enough? Because when Sydney tried to apologize, you can obviously tell that was not a sincere apology. It、mm-hmm. was because she was forced to do it. Forced to. And I thought it was interesting how Joel and Julia were the ones constantly apologizing. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize.、Mm-hmm. It's not for Sydney. It was them apologizing. Yeah, I think、um, obviously once Sydney walked away, there was. That's like the only thing that they could do.、Yeah. But like I said, I just I feel like she should have been like, no, yeah, and turn her around. Get your daughter who's walking away. You can easily get her back. Right. And she's like, no, apologize now. At that point, it's like it doesn't matter if you're because I'm sure she would have pitched a fit.、It、doesn't matter that your kid is pitching a fit at that point. Like it's. Almost worse to just do nothing because it's not like they're. I mean, what are they going to take her back again to apologize? The parents are clearly upset. I just, I'm. They definitely gave up on trying to make her apologize, apologize. too easily, and I, it's because they think she's so upset, or she obviously is so upset about everything. But it's like, it doesn't matter. She still did something wrong, and she still has to make it right somehow. I、yeah. don't think they know how to handle the situation. Right. I mean, it's their first time dealing with this bullying situation. Their daughter being the bully, they don't know how to handle it, and they can only really just say, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it did, doesn't help that that one mother of the the little girl was very dismissive. Yeah. In a way, I mean, I get that. You know, when a little girl's not making a genuine apology,、mm-hmm. yeah, you would be upset too. Being 
the the parent of the the girl who's getting bullied, but right. she was not accepting whatsoever. No, and she wasn't helping the situation. No. And like you know, obviously you want your child to be okay, but at the same time, we've all been there before. We all remember what it was like to be a young kid, and it's like, come on, lady. I mean, obviously Sydney does need to apologize and does need to actually mean it. And I get where she was coming from, but at the same time, it's um, she. I feel like she took it a little too far. You felt the woman of the daughter who was right. bullied took when, it too far? Whenever she was just like, well, do something, da da da. It's like, there's only so but much so that much can they be can done. What can you do? You can I mean, have, I've never been in that situation, and I, I don't, I mean, I'm not a mom, and so I don't know right. how right. to handle that thing, but I, I don't know what you can do other than apologize. Well, mm-hmm. it's like, I get being upset, but it was to the point where. Like no, I don't accept your apology. Mm-hmm. It's like at least make the acknowledge that they're making the effort to mm-hmm. be sincere, yeah. right? And all this, but and and I love the conversation with Joel and Julia. They're like, this is affecting our kids now. Mm-hmm. Our relationship, our separation is really affecting Sydney. And what do we tell them? What do we think of this conversation that they had with Sydney at the end? Julia is scaring me whenever it was just the two of them talking. She's like, we have to tell them we're not getting back together. It's like, I'm sorry, when did we make that decision? Right. (laughs) Yeah. um, But the end, at the end, whenever she was talking to Sydney, I think she said the perfect thing. You know, we don't know. I know it's really, really tough. And I'm the same way. I Like, not knowing stuff is worse than actually knowing. It's just like, all right, even if the outcome is bad, at least you know you can move forward somehow. And so, I mean, Sydney is, just like Julia said, a lot like Julia. And mm-hmm. she wants to know and needs to know. But they're not, I mean, they can't rush a decision. And I'm just so happy she didn't say that they weren't getting back together. Because that's like nail in the coffin right there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. closing that chapter. Mm-hmm. But what do you think Joel is ready to say that? Absolutely not. No. 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 I mean, that long shot on his face when Julia said, we're not getting back together, you can obviously tell he was not okay with it. Mm-hmm. I think he's also kind of in denial about it, too. Because I didn't he kind of laugh it off a little bit? Kind of like, what? Or something something like that. I just kind of felt... Like, it, are, you, are you ready are, to say that? Yeah. Right. But why he's isn't ready. he saying something, though? Like, why? I feel like, why well, what, hasn't he said, no, I'm not ready to... Or like, but, yes, I want to go in a different not, direction. If Julia's ready to cut it off, I mean, that's kind of, that's her thing. But he has to say something, though. He has to make sure that she knows that he doesn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think had he said no, we would have got the conversation that we're going to see next week's episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We see with predictions because, Mm -hmm. yeah, if Joel's going to say something, Julia's going to say, hey, I'm dating Chris Jeffries. Mm -hmm. But Joel has always been very passive and not... I don't think he's really stood up for himself a lot around Julia. Julia is the stronger, uh, the alpha one, yeah, mm-hmm. in the relationship. So that's where their issues started, though, because yeah. Joel just got tired of it, and oh, exactly. I don't know. It's just it's a big mess at this point. Yeah, it is, and that kind of goes into my news as well. But anything else this episode? So much again. Yeah, in v- this this particular. <laughs> conversation with Joel, Julia, and Sydney, and how Sydney just being that daughter, not really understanding everything, the mm-hmm. uncertainty of everything, mm-hmm. it, it, it was really heartbreaking to watch. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why they decided to speak to Sydney alone and not wait for... Um, because Sydney's the one that's acting up. Mm-hmm. 
and Victor isn't. I mean, we we know it also affects Victor, too, but he's not the one having problems in school. He's not the one bullying other kids. He's not the one that's acting back to his parents. Mm -hmm. It's Sydney. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is perfect that they address Sydney by herself and really isolate her from the other. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some news. Yeah. Shall we? I believe you have some news. I do. Um, Okay, so Monica Potter, um, Christina, she is actually, I don't know when it's coming out, but she's going to start her own, she has a six, oh, sorry, she's starting a new project, um, and it's executively produced by Ellen DeGeneres. Love her. Yeah, I know. I'm really really excited about this. And (laughs) And it's going to be funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, details about the premise are not being revealed, but um, apparently it's, the series is basically loosely based on Monica Potter's life. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. Should be awesome. With some humor, I'm sure. Of course. Of course. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. And uh, okay, going off of the Joel Julia story, Zap Tewitt had a nice interview with Erica Christensen, and she says about their Joel Julia relationship that... At the end of last season, it seemed like there was some hope for them to get back together. Mm-hmm. But she says, I'll just say that they still have a long way to go. Last season for them is still strongly felt a season, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. So, And then she also just talked about her character being that lawyer and a certain stereotype in a way. And she says she's having fun portraying a fictional character and she re- she's at the realization of how complex women are mm-hmm. and how complex people are and she's like take 50,000 American female lawyers and line them all up and you're not going to say ah I can tell they're all Julia mm-hmm. so it's just having that creative freedom and building the type of character Julia is being that lawyer being that strong female Mm -hmm. and then also Erica Christensen has a new film coming out uh, the on the Hallmark sorry Hallmark channel called My Boyfriend's Dog which airs Saturday October 18th definitely Ah. check that out I already set my DVR Um, (laughs) Hallmark you gotta love it it's gonna be fun it's gonna be cheesy and I'm gonna love it oh yeah absolutely and then we also have some fun photos let's see um, well, actually, while well, JT's queuing them up, oh, here we go. Monica Potter on <laughs> her Twitter, she posted uh, snakes on a Monica. So much fun! <laughs> and it just Monica with like trying to handle a little itty bitty snake. She's so funny. She is living it up. Look I'm, how happy she is. <laughs> I admit, I probably would make the same thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, me and snakes don't do too well. No, me neither. And then our next photo. We have, oh, also Monica, she says, look which cutie pie I ran into today at Sam Palladio. And and I don't know if you guys know who Sam Palladio is. He plays Gunner Scott on ABC's Nashville. I love that show. I I also cover that show here. (laughs) Shameless plug. Um, Yeah, so just a nice, fun photo of them meeting up again. And then we have one more. And then this is uh, (laughs) Mae Whitman on her Instagram, just with Sarah Ramos having fun drinking, I don't know, Bud Light and drinks, beverages. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just some fun photos. It shows that, like, everyone's just having fun. I I love following them on social media. They're just that sneak into their lives. Mm -hmm. Thinking, speaking of Twitter, I um, was looking at uh, Sam Jager's uh, Twitter before we started the show, and he tweeted someone... um, he was like, I really wish I could tell you that Joel and Julia are going to get it together tonight. 
I really wish I could. Oh, really? But oh. I was like, oh, such a tease. I know. Such a tease. <sighs> and then one more fun news. Uh, Young Hollywood interviewed Max Burkholder and Monica Potter on the set of Parenthood. And Max, he is so grown up. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hard to tell because of he's doing such a great job portraying someone with Asperger's mm-hmm. that he's a completely different person in real life. And then he's just... They were on the behind-the-scenes set at Universal just talking about being in fake New York and filming the charter school is actually in a fake movie theater on the set Oh, um, wow. in Universal, which I thought was cool. And yeah. then also the interviewer who was uh, talking to him, they just did a nice little fun tour on the crafts mm-hmm. service truck and just enjoying everything that they It looked <laughs> fun. And, and then also they were interviewing Monica, and she was just talking about how... Uh, Peter Krause, who directed tonight's episode, yeah. and how That's funny it. it is to work with him. And then when he's yelling cut, he's like, why are you yelling cut? <laughs> and then also forgetting the fact that he's also directing. Mm-hmm. And then she says she's ex- um, it's bittersweet for the last being the final season, but she says she's excited to move on to other projects, hence her pilot that or her show that she's currently working on yeah. and some of her favorite memories of Parenthood, she said, was the Halloween episode because I guess while shooting that one, Craig T. Nelson, who obviously plays Zeke, made her laugh so hard that she almost beat her pants. <laughs> <laughs> so just a uh, fun, fun interview on mm-hmm. Young Hollywood. Definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. And then just a quick shout out on YouTube. Thank you everyone on iTunes and YouTube for rating and commenting and yeah. subscribing. We love it. This is the final season. These are the last times we're, we're going to be able to talk about Parenthood, so just keep talking to us. Yeah. And we'll give our Twitter handles at the end, but shout out to Kate Lady, um, also on YouTube. You, you guys are great, and also Aaron Red Ramadanov. I'm sorry <laughs> if I butchered that. Yeah, uh, you're good. I'm going really slow here. <laughs> uh, she, they said, awesome stuff, lady. Really enjoying your after show after after Parenthood. This show is the first thing I think about to hear someone else take on Parenthood. I That's love so that. Nice. Thank so, you. Yes, thank yeah. you, everyone for everyone for commenting. If you comment, we will shout you out. Heck yeah. And uh, anything else? I have one more. I wasn't sure where you were going with the Erica um, with the Erica interview, but yeah. I also have another one from TV Fanatic. Uh, she talks about Julia and Chris versus Julia and Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't know what's going to happen, but she says it's kind of nice to see Julia coming into her own and finding some happy happiness, but at the same time, she's very conflicted herself, which we absolutely see in all yeah. these episodes. Yeah. Um, she says that she doesn't think that Chris is the one who's going to try to confuse the issue. She thinks that Joel is going to be the one to try to confuse the issue. And I think with his lack of speaking up, I, I absolutely think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I agree. And then she says that uh, the reason she's interested in Chris is they have history together. And when they last knew each other uh, and were dating, they had a very simple life. And so that kind of reminds her of th- it's so simple. It's not complicated. And I think that Joel makes it complicated. Yeah. It's a complicated relationship. Yeah, it is. All right, let's get into predictions. Yes. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. All right. We see a lot of things in the previews. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. A lot of different relationships going on, complications all around. April, let's start with you. What do you think is going to happen? I think... As far as Joel and Julia go, I just can't see them not ending up together. I think 
Oh, Mr. Jed. I, I can't see them not ending up together. I feel like Mr. Jeffries, whatever is, you know, Chris Jeffries, <laughs> he's going to be a thing, but Joel and Julia, it's, you know, Jolia. They're, they're, yeah. they're going to be that. together. Julia. Yeah, like, Julia. I feel like it just can't happen. So that's my prediction is that they will end up back together. Um, Still, I, I definitely agree with you as far as Zeke goes. You know, it's just, I feel like he, you can tell that he just feels like something is going wrong. Mm-hmm. But I also am still in the, it's almost just too obvious, uh, part two. So I can't, I'm, I go back and forth on my death prediction, I guess. <laughs> okay. Oh. I hate that really every good. time we always try to figure out who's going to die. That's so sad. Well, that's like what the, they're No, I, I know. I mean, I know. We're all still speculating. It's going to happen, right? Be. We know yeah. that there will be a death. Is that correct? There's rumors okay. there's a death. Right. They're touching upon the storyline of death. Right. Okay. And I think that... They haven't confirmed that there's but a the death. Actors, no deaths are confirmed. The actors <laughs> think that there's going to be a death yeah. somewhere. Oh, yeah. Even Jason Kadams have been talking okay. about the storyline of death. So death is definitely going to play a part in this oh, season. Okay. I hate in that. In some shape or form. Yeah. Mm. I'm really anxious to see what's going on with um, with Amber. Because yeah. it looks like... Did I mean, I see her tonight? No, we didn't. But we did see in the preview her. that she's interested in someone else. Why right. Do you think that's face? too soon? Yeah. I just, I yeah. felt that at the end of last week's episode that she and Ryan were a thing and they were moving forward. I totally thought they were... So not a thing. No? No? I I think that's way too fast of Amber to be literally going from your baby daddy to mm-hmm. another yeah. guy. Might be for a fling, a comfort comforting situation. But mm-hmm. see... Way too soon. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's and def- she's pregnant. Come on, and I think that's she's not what's thinking get in the way. straight right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Well, it should get in the way. Yeah, you yeah. should not be dating someone while you're pregnant with another man's baby. But feelings Ooh. are feelings. You kind of can't help who you like unless it is just a fling, like you said. Right. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I still think. Even from tonight, we see that Zeke. He's still kind of having some complications recovering. It looks like he's on the up and up, but even, this just reminds me of Grey's Anatomy, there's an episode where you have a surge, mm-hmm. and everything looks good, but then oh, automatically yeah. you crash. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to happen with Zeke. Like, it looks like he's getting better, mm-hmm. but then something tragic is going to happen. He's going to have a complication, and mm-hmm. I still think he's going to die. Mm. <sighs> you might because be right. <laughs> I feel like this. he had a scene with Julia. Mm-hmm. Very heartfelt scene. He, last episode, he had a heartfelt scene with Amber. Mm-hmm. He even had a heartfelt scene with Christina. So mm-hmm. I think every single episode, he's going to have a very heartfelt, meaningful scene with someone mm-hmm. to say, like, I love this and this quality about you, literally saying his last goodbyes to every single person in the mm-hmm. show. And I think that's what's going to happen. Every episode, we're going to see his last goodbye to someone. And then at the end, he has said everything he can about every single Braverman. Mm-hmm. And he's going to pass away. That's a really <laughs> good point. It is. I think you got it. it. But I think but I think I think you do too I'm just trying to find out advocate think about it yeah alright so much more to talk about Uh, we'll obviously be here next week where can everyone keep following you April you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at April Wissenhant and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Kinez and you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening, Thank raging, you. commenting, downloading. We will see you next week for Parenthood. Season. <laughs> I was about to say season five, episode five. <laughs> 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 